Welcome back to Only Trying to Help, the podcast where we try to help you help other people. I am Dr. Kate Watson, and I am sadly by myself today. So listeners, I had originally recorded this episode with Leslie. Uh, You'll even get some evidence of that a little bit later. But I went to edit the episode, and the sound quality was just so terrible. I had to make a decision And I thought I can either try to edit this and probably offend the ears of our millions and millions of listeners, or I could scrap this, start over, record it myself, and maybe splice in a little bit of Leslie's wisdom and humor a little bit later. And I think that's what I'm going to try to do. So I'm going to kick us off on a topic that I did discuss with Leslie, and I'll see if I can add in some of her really wonderful thoughts and comments. In the meantime, let me go ahead and introduce what it is that we're talking about. The podcast every week is only trying to help, and we focus quite a bit on how we help other people. I thought it might be helpful in a way to take a slight turn from the idea of helping others and think about how we help ourselves. Um, What are the things that we can do for ourselves when we're the ones who need a little love and attention? So um, I'm excited about this. I think that this could be a nice way of thinking about showing compassion and care when we are the targets ourselves. So I guess I might ask the listeners then to consider some times in your life when maybe you know you have not been at your best. Uh, Maybe you were under a lot of stress. Maybe you were facing a loss. Maybe you were adjusting to a big change. Whatever the case may be, I ask you to consider what are some of the things that you wish you would have done during that time to cope better. Uh, If you could go back to that time and shake yourself and say, come on now, you're really going through it, try this out, what might you have said? When I think about that question, I think about times when my stress got so high and the very first thing I decided to cut out of my life was probably the last thing I should have, which was exercise. Um, It's just so tempting when life gets busy and there's so much on our plates, it's really tempting to say, you know what, I just don't have time to go to the gym right now, or I think I'll feel much better if instead of taking a walk, I hunker down and try to get some work done, or if I tackle some things on my to-do list. And that's so tempting, and for obvious reasons. It is obvious that we might think exercise is not immediately important, But getting some work done or handling a big worry or getting something that I'm concerned about out of my way does seem like a higher priority. And what I've learned over the years is that the opposite is true. And this is not because I've read it or, you know, some expert told me. I have figured out through my life experience that I am more resilient when I have been exercising, that When I cut exercise out of my life, I become very thin-skinned. Suddenly, every little thing 
makes me fall to pieces. And I am a tougher, more emotionally strong person when I have a regular exercise routine. So for me, that's one of those things that I might say to myself if I could go back in time. I might say, hey, Kate, you're going through it right now. Things are not easy, but I think it's really important that you take a walk or you go to that yoga class or you spend a little bit of time at the gym. And, you know, it's so it's so easy to dismiss that as silly and a waste of time, but I have learned probably the hard way that building my resist my excuse me, building my resilience is more important than knocking another thing off the list. If I first build up my mental and emotional toughness, I'll be able to knock 20 things off the list. But if I try to do this while I'm not well, I will maybe be lucky to get one thing off the list. So for me, that would be one suggestion. I also wanted to spend a little time talking about just taking deep breaths. Now, it's also tempting when you're actually trying to help another person to say, okay, 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 just relax, take a deep breath. We say this to each other a lot. We probably don't say it to ourselves enough. Uh, If every time I said to somebody else, whoa, 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 take a deep breath. I had thought to say it to myself. I may have done much better in my life. Um, Breathing, actually like letting some oxygen flow in your body, can change your brain. I'm going to refer to a study done by a a Dr. Jose Herrero, uh, a neuroscientist. And in this research that I was reading about, and, and by the way, I can post it on our website so you can read it yourself, Um, The researchers were looking at the benefits of focused breathing, meaning not the kind of automatic breathing that your body will just do whether you think about it or not, but the researchers were curious about what happens when we have people intentionally breathe, and they noticed quite a few changes in the brain. So the researchers began by observing brain activity when patients were just breathing normally, and then next the patients were given a simple task to distract them, something like clicking a button when circles appear on a computer screen. And with that task, the researchers were able to observe what was happening when people breathe naturally and do not focus on their breathing more intentionally. After that, the patients were told to consciously increase the pace of breathing and to count their breaths. When breathing changed with the exercises, the brain changed as well. So essentially, they found that the breathing manipulation activated different parts of the brain and with some overlap in the sites involved in automatic and intentional breathing. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Here's the point. The findings provided some support for advice that individuals have been given for a long time, which is during times of stress, or when heightened concentration is needed, focusing on your breath can do wonders. It changes the way your brain works. The research findings show that the advice to, you know, just take a deep breath may not be so silly. Uh, The exercises involving that, that kind of intentional breathing appear to alter the connectivity between parts of the brain and allow access to parts of the brain that would normally be inaccessible to us. Honestly, the next time you have to solve a problem, you have to dig deep for some creativity, 
finding the way to intentionally breathe, get some oxygen flowing in a way that you are focused on, can help access parts of the brain that would have otherwise been shut down. Now, I wouldn't, in a tense moment, demand that someone else take a deep breath. That can sometimes be really aggravating for people when they're already upset and you say, gosh, take a deep breath, relax. I wouldn't do this in a way that feels judgmental or demanding, but rather as a suggestion that might be helpful. And in fact, what's even better than suggesting that a person breathe is role modeling it. I find that if I don't tell a person to breathe, but I start doing deep intentional breathing myself, they begin to mirror me. So just as an example, sometimes if I'm in like an argument or a tense conversation, and I really want to tell the other person, you know, you should take some deep breaths, but I'm kind of concerned they might be offended or just get more set off if I say that. What I'll do instead is pause. And I will take a deep breath, and sometimes I find that when I slow down and take that very dramatic the other person mirrors it. They do it too without me telling them to do it. I even do this as a public speaker. Sometimes I'm, because um, most of my time when I'm not leading this podcast, I spend doing a lot of public speaking and leading workshops. And so I'm often speaking to crowds of people. And sometimes I'll notice a crowd will get a little riled up. They seem antsy. There's lots of questions being fired at me. And maybe I really want to say to this group, hey, everybody just calm down. <laughs> it's tempting sometimes to say, just relax, just relax. But I know that's not going to go over well in a big group of people. So sometimes in the middle of what can feel like a firing squad of questions, I will pause and even right into the microphone, do a very deep And what I'm doing is signaling to an entire room that we're going to slow down a little bit. And I often find people actually start to sit differently in their chairs. They look a bit more relaxed. Their shoulders move away from their ears. It has a really interesting impact when people seem a little worked up. So, okay, my first suggestion is try some exercise. My second suggestion is try some breathing. My third suggestion is, and this is to, I mean, I assume almost everyone listening is an adult, but this goes out in particular to the adults who are listening, that I can't emphasize enough the importance of finding some creative outlets that a lot of adults have lost their time for creativity and research shows that it is quite important for all of us to be creative at some point in nearly every day. Now, I know a few young people listen to my podcast, so this, this shout-out goes out to Leah and Alex, who I know are pretty reliable, loyal listeners. And I think that kids are better at this than adults. So I bet that Leah and Alex, who are listening uh, are probably thinking, oh, I'm already very good at this. Because kids get the chance to make believe. They get the chance to color and paint and sing songs and dance in a way that a lot of adults stop doing. 
So I'm going to encourage the adults who are listening, which I think is probably everyone except Leah and Alex, who I know listen. I'm going to encourage the adults to find something in your life that you can do that allows you to tap that creative side. This is therapy for us, folks. This is medicine for our souls. When I'm having a tough day and I am stressed out and I'm being short with people and I'm cranky and I'm not at my best, I often think to myself, what is something creative I can do and how soon can I do it? Maybe for you, it's music. Maybe for you, it's cooking. Maybe for you, it's writing. Maybe for you, it's fashion. Um, When I initially recorded this episode with Leslie, she said for her, it's makeup. I love that about Leslie. She does spend time really being considerate and thoughtful about the makeup that she wears. And it's a creative thing. She's painting and in a way that really allows her to enter the world in a way that builds her confidence. I think that's wonderful. So I can't emphasize enough that creative outlets are important. If you currently don't have any, please find one. Finally, I think I'm going to uh, shift gears and think a little bit about entertainment. I think sometimes we we link these um, the idea of creativity and entertainment, but I'm going to separate them because sometimes I speak to people who say, you know, I've had a really terrible day. I'm going through so much in my life. I think I'm just going to veg out and watch TV all night, and that is fine. I certainly have days of my life where I decide to just lay in bed and watch TV, and it feels like a nice treat. I will say that not all entertainment is created equally. And what I might do here is edit in a segment that I recorded with Leslie, because I think she and I did a pretty good job the first time around, giving thought to how we choose entertainment. Uh, Please forgive us for the weird shift in sound quality that you are about to hear. I am not a pro at this technical part of podcasting, uh, and this will only be brief. So if you can bear with me, as this might start to sound a bit strange, but I wanted you to hear our original recording where we spoke about choosing entertainment when we need to take good care of ourselves. Sometimes people tell me I had a terrible day, Kate. I'm just going to go home and veg out from the TV and just like watch some shows. And I'm in full support. If you need to veg out, watch some TV, relax. I love to do that myself. I do think that we make the mistake sometimes of assuming all TV shows are equally good for us mm-hmm. when we're stressed yeah. out and need to relax. Um, I I think shows that have a lot of violence and gore and guts are probably not good shows when you're trying to like disconnect from terrible things in the world and you're um, trying to heal from your own daily traumas and things like that. Um, I I got I got to jump in here because so me personally I if I don't watch stuff that makes me you know twisted like that. especially stuff with like a lot of violence, a lot of gore, but I know people who use horror as a way to, I think maybe emote or something. So like as much as like I'm with you, me personally, like, no, like if something's like super violent or super like, um, it just emotionally fraught. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll be like, you know what? No, that's not good for me. But there's some people that really do yeah. use it. I, I can't really speak to exactly what that is because it's not me, but I do know that they do. Um, I, I think I think that's where I'm going, which is 
my worry is when people just pick up the remote control and just start flipping, they're not intentionally choosing something. Mm-hmm. It's just like what was on the TV. Right. And I have no judgment for what people pick. I'm, I'm suggesting they get intentional about yeah. it. That before you even pick up the remote control, ask yourself, what kind of show right. do I really need here? Do I need something that's going to help me process my feelings? Maybe I put on This Is Us. Do I need to be just distracted? Mm-hmm. I When I feel that way, I like to watch Ridiculousness on MTV because it's just videos of people falling down and stuff. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like the best for just being distracted. You know, like to just forget about my troubles um forgetting about them and being distracted is not really the same thing as processing them Um, those are different things but they they serve different purposes and i'm just suggesting that people ought to think before they just kind of land on a channel and if you're someone who thinks that the violence and gory things help you in some way okay i'm not I don't do that, but that's fine if it does help you. Um, Some people like to watch the news. Personally, I think it really matters what kind of news. Like, I can... I can feel a lot better and like I've relaxed and de-stressed by watching like some international news usually because that feels like the big topics of the world. But living in Philadelphia, local news does not help me relax. Mm -hmm. I mean, local news in Philadelphia is a list of murders. So I don't need to listen to that to or watch that to feel like, okay, I'm in a much better mood now. (laughs) Yeah, I, I think if you're if the news thing is where you are, maybe you're turning on, you know, whatever channel you watch and just letting it play. I guess there's one thing, you know, if you're able to sort of like tune out and and, and embrace that or, or maybe it's distracting yourself mm-hmm. with a different focus, a different, um, you know, set of, of things to work through, that's cool. I myself have, for the most part, stopped watching like news. Mm-hmm. If I, I'll read it yeah. and I can stop mm-hmm. and I can scroll and I'm like, I got the gist and keep it moving. Um, and be like, okay, that's enough for now. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're on the TV, then you sort of feel dragged into stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're watching like commercials and the commercials are maybe telling you things, other things about, you know, <laughs> um, so, you know, if the news is what you're, you're, you tune out to cool, but like unpack what, mm-hmm. what type of news and, and, and which maybe which person you like to listen to. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, all that makes sense. All right. Thanks for tuning in for that. And thanks for being patient with any weird sound issues there may have been. Listeners, I'm going to challenge you to a little bit of homework. Uh, I'd love it if everybody who follows our podcast and cares about looking out for others took some time to look out for themselves. And so with that, the challenge is to take one of our tips and actively practice it or one of your own that we didn't even consider. So maybe you decide to actively practice deep breathing. Maybe you decide to exercise more. Maybe you decide to rethink your entertainment choices or adopt a new creative hobby. Whatever the case may be, please try something out and make it part of your routine. Tweet us with your progress. You can connect with us on Twitter at I was O-T-T-H. That is at I was O-T-T-H. O-T-T-H stands for Only Trying to Help. You can always email us at questions at onlytryingtohelp.com. Um, and I just thank you for joining me. And I, 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 I 
I dislike it strongly when I can't do this with Leslie, but we had a good time recording it the first time around. I only wish the sound had had met the uh, the quality of her input because she just had such wonderful things to add here. So big shout out to Leslie. Thank you so much for all that you contribute every week. And uh, I look forward to meeting everyone back here again next week for an all new episode of Only Trying to Help. Since that day I live in a dream